Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to talk to you about our new sponsor that's come on board, Books and Gifts Direct. Books and Gifts Direct is Australia's largest direct seller of books and gifts. They sell their products from lunchrooms and reception desks and are in more than 25,000 workplaces across Australia. Their books and gifts sell up to 70% off recommended retail price and as the leading direct seller of books and gifts across Australia, they have a strong buying power and without the overheads of a shopfront, they can afford to pass on significant savings. So guys, you want to have a look more at this website, our new sponsor, make sure you click the link below or be in the description box or the comments. But most importantly, let's get into the show. All right, and we're back on today's show of another episode of The Lanes Podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be wrapping up the absolute craziness of the trade that the Chicago Bulls, Cleveland Cavaliers, and Portland Trailblazers just pulled off. And apart from that, this is going to be a pretty quick one. But yeah, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Easily one of the most interesting podcasts I think I'm going to do to date because I'm just spitballing off this one straight off the top of my head. Chicago Bulls have done a sign-in trade with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Laurie Marketing going to the Cleveland Cavaliers, Cavaliers on a four-year, $64 million deal. In return, the Chicago Bulls get Derek Jones Jr. and a protected first rounder. And also in the trade, Portland is included. Larry Nance Jr. goes to Portland. So, first initial reactions to this trade. Did the Cavaliers remember that they just draft they just drafted Evan Mobley and signed Jared Allen to an extension? And did they also realize that they have a guy called Kevin Love on their roster? Uh what's doing? I'm not too sure what they're doing there. Like Every everything about this league is like the NBA is going completely small. You know, have a lot of wings, have a lot of guards, scorers, and they've gone completely opposite. They've gone super big. They've got four legit bigs who could play at any other club in the NBA. I would say it's strange because now you've got three really young players in Evan Mobley, Jarrett Allen, and Larry Markinen. You've got Kevin Love, who's on a really big contract, but then the reports come out they're not going to buy him out. What what are they doing? Like. They can only play two big men at a time. I don't think they're going to play Evan Mobley at a three-man position. I think that would be a bit ludicrous, but you know, I'm not too sure what's going on with Cleveland on this trade. Four years, $67 million. You know, It's not a bad price. It's not a great price. I think he's been pretty inconsistent of past years, and I think it's actually a really good thing for Chicago to get, get him off their roster. I think that the best thing that they did was they got something in return of him they got a player like Derry Jones Jr., who can be a really valuable piece for them. He can run a small ball four. He could even end up starting in this team. You never know what they're going to do with Patrick Williams. I believe he's more of a three, but I think they're going to try to transition him into a three-four. You know, he's a pretty big player. But yeah, I like the Derek, Rones, Derek Jones Jr. piece for them. They obviously get a future first and a second rounder. So I think it's a pretty good trade for, for Chicago. On the Portland side of things, I'm interested to see how he goes, Larry Nance Jr. in that team. I don't think... He will start, but at the same time, they don't really have anyone right now that would start at that four-man position. You know, you see their team and they see, you see they have players like Damon Lillard. He'll start at point guard. CJ McCollum will start at two, absolutely. Yusuf Nurkic will start at the five. Right now at the four, I'm 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 drawing a blank. I would say Robert Covington would start at the four-man position for them. And then the three-man position, most likely Norman Powell. That's not a great team. It's a, it's a playoff caliber team. 
you know, it will get you it will get you through, but that's not a great position for them. But you know, I think that trade it's not a bad trade because Derek Jones Jr. You weren't playing him a lot. He doesn't fit in their rotation. But in saying that, now Carmelo Anthony's gone off the books. He's gone to the LA Lakers. Maybe they could have used a player like Derek Jones Jr. a wing slash four because that's kind of what Carmelo was. He was playing that in between role and he played it really, really good. I thought. So it's going to be interesting. I thought he could have been a really good piece for them. They've obviously gone for a protected pig in someone like Larry Nance Jr. He'll play that four-man position, but you've got to realize they have signed Cody Zeller on that team. So they kind of have two players that are very similar in position, you know, kind of athletic bigs, get to the paint, roll really well, just do all the dirty work, do their jobs really well. So if you look at it, it is an upgrade for someone like Cleveland getting Larry Markkinen, but then I think Larry Nance is probably a better fit. You know, he's a bit cheaper too, and I think it's it's a... It's a it's a troubling trade for Cleveland, you know. I was talking about Portland, but really troubling. I think they had a player like Evan Mobley who was going to come in, and I think they could, he could have started for them. You know, I don't know what they would have done with someone like Kevin Love and, and Evan Mobley. Are they going to share the pieces? You know, I do believe that someone like Kevin Love is definitely going to end up getting traded. This this trade does see, you know, the, the, the movement of youth in Cleveland in a sense, and I really do think that Kevin Love is going to get traded. Where he will go, it is unsure. There has been reports that Brooklyn are looking to get him, and I'm not too sure, you know, if he would really fit in there. You know, he has they do have players like Blake Griffin, who did a really good job for them. Nicholas Claxton, I think he's had a really good season, you know, last year. I think he fits really well with them, you know, just a scrappy big man that gets the job done. They do have DeAndre Jordan there. Apparently, he's looking to get bought out or looking to get traded. Apparently, he's been in trade rumors, but I'll be highly unlikely. I'd, I think it's highly unlikely he gets traded or bought out before the start of the season. I could see him get traded during the season, but in saying that, he's really, really good friends with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, and that was a big piece of getting them to go to Brooklyn. You know, when they signed with Brooklyn, you don't remember, if you don't remember, DeAndre Ayton signed on that day, not DeAndre Ayton, sorry, DeAndre Jordan signed on that day with them, so it's very interesting to see that he's in trade rumors. He's obviously got $10 million in salary, you know, for the next for this upcoming season and next season. And I do believe it's dead cap, and if you really think about it, he doesn't really play a lot. I don't think he played a lot of playoff minutes in that second round, definitely. So, yeah, I do see, you know, Brooklyn thinking, look, guys, if you want to win, he's not really an asset to us right now. Let me see what I can do. Maybe I can flip this guy for an asset because Sean Marks has proven to be a really good as good GM in his time at Brooklyn. I think he's, you know, turned that team into a playoff-caliber team to a championship-caliber team in a matter of years. And I do believe that he's able to go out and get the big fishes. I do believe a coach like Steve Nash is going to have a really good season this season. But in saying that, Kevin Love, I'm not too sure what Kevin Love's going to do. If if I'm him, I'm saying, look, Cleveland, trade me. Trade me to somewhere I want. I don't mind how long it takes but trade me somewhere I want. If I'm him and I'm looking at destinations where I would really want to go, I would say teams like Lakers, obviously. You obviously have someone where, like the Mavericks for me. I figured that would be a good piece. I would say a team like, it's it's interesting, Miami would be a really good fit for him. But in saying that, you can't really make the cap work. It's it's super, it's super duper interesting because I thought that Cleveland would have been looking at someone like Kristaps Porzingis to trade Kevin Love for. And I thought that would have been a much better piece for them. I do understand that, you know, they have a player like Evan Mobley and then a player like Jared Allen. But at the end of the day, Kristaps Porzingis, I still think is better than Jared Allen. I'd rather him on my team than Jared Allen. So you can even go out and trade someone like Jared Allen, you know, someone of any, someone of some team would want him at certain at a certain team at a certain time. You know, he's still an asset to this to this team of Cleveland and he'd be an asset to any team he'd go to. But I'm very interested to see how this works. Laurie Markinen for me, 
never worked in Cleveland. He had a couple good, you know, spurts of seasons, but he never really worked out. I do believe that Chicago got better by addition, by subtraction, if you look at it. You know, Derek Jones Jr. is probably not a better player or a better asset than someone like Laurie Markkinen, but I think he's a better fit for this team. He's going to come in, if he comes off the bench or he starts, he's going to come in with a lot of energy at all times, a lot of pace, and he's going to really push the ball when he gets it. And let's not forget, he's a super-duper athletic player, and they have someone like Lonzo who's got really good vision. You know, a lot of people would say great vision, whatever you want to say, but he's got really good vision. I'd say there'd be a lot of highlight players there in Chicago. You know, you look at a team lineup of Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Derek Jones Jr., Nikola Vucevic, six-man, Patrick Williams, seventh man, someone like Kobe White. That's a really decent team for me. That's a young team that's not really mortgaging their future in a sense. They've got two older guys there in DeMar DeRozan and Nikola Vucevic, but they have mostly younger players for the future and for a team that wants to win now. I would say Chicago got better off this trade. I would say Cleveland is perplexing. I think Cleveland's just trying to get as many good players as they can and try to get as many players as they can that you know can be assets for them. Maybe they're looking to get him, see if he works out for a season or and a half, or if Kevin Love doesn't work or Jared Allen doesn't work and they trade either of those players. But it is interesting. It's another trade that you know a lot of people still believe the big man can be an asset in this NBA. I still believe the big man can be an asset in the NBA to an extent, absolutely. But it is interesting to see that you know they've stockpiled on four legit bigs that can't play wings. They can only play a four-man or a five-man, depending on where they are. And that's really interesting for me. I think that's something that you're not seeing in this NBA anymore. What other teams have players that are just super duper big? I couldn't even I couldn't name one right now off the top of my head, you know, and I'm not even thinking super duper hard, but like there's no team that has a heap of heap of bigs that are usually probably the second, third best player on their team. You know, you think about it. Not not in the sense of Evan Mobley, but Jared Allen has been a really good asset to his teams when he's been on there. He's obviously played with a team like Brooklyn, who's had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but he's been a really good player. I'll change that, sorry. Being like a top four, top five, a starting caliber position. You know, all four of those players are starting caliber. Kevin Love's been a multiple all-star, won a championship with that club. I believe he's the only player from that 2016 Cavaliers team that's still on the team. And you look at that, that's pretty interesting. And yeah, I just think that all those players that Cleveland have got are all starting caliber teams. If it's me, I'm starting Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. And it's 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 interesting to see how that goes because now you've got two legit four men in Kevin Love and Larry Market. And maybe they play them at both at the same time. You know, I'm not a head coach in the NBA right now, but I just look as a fan's perspective of the NBA, I just think it's a it's a move that where everyone's zigging zigging. Someone like Cleveland's like, oh, let's zag. But at the same time, it's not. I don't think it's going to work. And I could be absolutely wrong, but I don't think it's going to work having four legit big men. Now you've got Darius Baisley, not Darius Baisley, Darius Garland. You have a player like Colin Sexton, Chetty Oseman, you know, Isaac Okoro, and then you have four legit bigs in your seven-man rotation. I think it should be the opposite. I think you've got to have a couple wings, a couple guards, and then two or three really legit bigs, and that's about it. So I'm very interested to see how this trade goes. He's kind of like the last big, big name that's still that just went off the market. You know, another good couple of people that's still on board, that are still on the free agency board. Players like Paul Millsap, he's still there. You know, I think he's going to be a really interesting piece wherever he goes. I hope he goes to somewhere that's a playoff contender. He'll be a really good piece anywhere he goes. I don't think he's going to get a massive contract. I don't think he's going to get, you know, a small contract. I think he might 
go for something like the the not the vet minimum, the mid level exception. I think that's somewhere something that he's looking to sign. I think that the rumblings were Golden State Warriors were looking to get him, and I think he'd be a great fit there. Obviously, he's a smart player. He plays super duper hard. He can be a real good asset to their team. You look at it; he can be another. He can be a nice backup four or five if they need it. But you know, it is still super duper interesting to see what what's going to happen in this NBA. I know that you know there's not as much news coming out, but I did definitely want to do a podcast on this because at the end of the day. This was an interesting trade for me. I thought this was one of the most interesting trades I've seen in a long, long time. And I just really wanted to hop on here and just give you guys my opinion. So, guys, if you really did like that content, make sure you like, share, and subscribe all the content. You'll definitely hear that later, how to do all that stuff. But thank you guys for the support. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good day. Take care. listening to another episode of the Lays Podcast. Make sure you like, share and subscribe all of the content. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Lanes Podcast. That's all in lower caps on Instagram. Link will be below in the description. Thanks for listening guys but most importantly have a great day.